This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, the coach for starseeds who are ready to heal on a soul level and fall in love with life on Earth. Join me for an epic intergalactic journey of celestial heritage, deep healing, and consciousness expansion. Let's go. Hello, my star children. I don't know if you heard that. That was a kitten meowing. Um, yeah, I've been having an interesting few weeks. I had been thinking about fostering kittens for a while uh, because it's kitten season and around this time it's common for the shelters to be overflowing with kittens because... People are just turning in kittens they found uh, all the time because of this time of year. And so I made the interesting decision on a whim to go pick up some really, really tiny kittens that needed uh, some love. And because little kittens can't, um, they don't do very well in a shelter environment. They're more likely to get sick. So I was like, well, you know, I can take them in. This will be easy, <laughs> but they are a handful, let me tell you, but they're so, so cute. But I have them with me here. Um, one of them is currently trying to nurse on me and thinks I'm his mommy and uh, cries for me all day and night, <laughs> so <laughs> they're very precious. My my daughter named them... Um, She's obsessed with the musical Cats. That's her favorite thing right now. Uh, I was obsessed too when I was like 11. Super obsessed. It's ridiculous. And so now she's super into Cats. And so she gave them names from the musical Cats. So the one cuddling with me is Bustopher Jones. And then we have uh, Mr. Mistopheles. And we have Griddlebone. <laughs> so... We have some colorful named kittens around here. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Some of them are kind of under the weather, so I have to find time to take them in to go get checked out today. So, I don't know. I guess I like to torture myself. That's okay. Uh, yeah, so that's been going for me. Been interesting. Also, my husband has been out of town for the past two and a half weeks now and I'm going on week three here as a solo parent of two children who are small and so that's been really interesting too to top it all off I have a cold <laughs> but I was like I have to record my podcast I must record it so here I am recording my podcast with a kitten suckling on my shirt uh, how are you guys doing out there? I hope you're doing really well. So today I kind of wanted to just talk about a few random things that have been on my mind. Um, one of them being the three waves of volunteers, uh, and the fourth wave of volunteers. And if you don't know what that means, I will be covering that. Um, first I wanted to share something that I found exciting I have been, uh, 
I've been, I mentioned this maybe last time or the, the time before, I guess maybe two podcasts ago, um, how I've been in the process of looking into whether or not I have ADHD because it's um, become apparent that my, it's possible my, my daughter may have ADHD and tends to run in families and, um, and I just hear this over and over and over and over again from starseeds and their children, uh, people who, you know, are resonate with the idea of being a starseed, right? It's this idea of not being neurotypical. And, and so, um, my brain was like, okay, you could, there's, there must be more of this. You got to look into this. There's probably some link somewhere. And so what do you know? Uh, I was reading cause I was trying to learn a little bit about more about ADHD because I'm pretty sure I have the inattentive type. I'm not hyperactive. My brain is hyperactive, but I'm not. And so what I found was this study and, uh, it's all about how it's, it's all about how ADHD brains are different. And I was reading it. And so I feel like I cracked the code or something, <laughs> but maybe it's just me. So, um, I've talked a lot about on this podcast about our brainwave states, right? That's how quantum hypnosis works because we connect to a theta brainwave state during hypnosis. And our normal waking brainwave state is beta. That's how we interface with the world. I talk a ton about this in my uh, episode about it's ET contact part two. Um, but just to recap, so we, you know, we interact with the world in beta. Most of us do. And, uh, we are, there's also alpha, which is more of like a meditative state. And, you know, it's kind of like if you're daydreaming or something and then there's theta and theta is, is the bridge to the quantum realm. That is how, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Let me squeaking on me. Um, so yeah, theta is how we bridge the gap to meet, to channel, uh, other speed, uh, sorry, I have brain fog because I have a cold. <laughs> I always have brain fog, but it's worse today. Um, that's how we connect with beings in other densities, right? Us being in third density, transitioning into fourth here, and we connect with other beings who are physical beings or light beings in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth, right? So what I found out is, uh, this is in a study. It was, this was cited in a couple different papers. So ADHD, folks with ADHD are found to have abnormal brain wave patterns. Their beta waves, brain waves associated with concentration, are low and their theta waves associated with relaxation are high, suggesting a state of drowsiness and daydreaming. It is not surprising, therefore, that activities associated with beta waves, which is uh, things like watchful anticipation, problem solving, are difficult for individuals with ADHD to sustain. They like activities that permit them to stay in a theta state with a minimum of outside stimulation. It may be that people with ADHD are afflicted with a defective filtering system 
such that their brainstem reticular formation does not block out irrelevant stimuli. These people appear to be very aware of every sound, every object, every touch, and they all merge in disorganized behaviors that are difficult to tolerate. Non-essential stimuli get the same attention as those essential to work or relating to other people. At a deeper level, ADHD is a problem of communication among brain cells or neurons involving neurotransmitters. So I just find that to be fascinating. What's so interesting is that in these fourth, fifth density um, civilizations, they interface with the world with a theta brainwave state. You know, that's why we can connect. That's why there's common ground. So it almost makes me think that maybe that's kind of our soul's um, default. And so, you know, when we come into these physical bodies on Earth and we're in the beta land, it's just like, it's just so different. And it's because we are theta souls in a beta world. Crazy, right? So that kind of brings me to what I wanted to talk about today, which is the theory of the three waves of volunteers in the new earth. I haven't talked about this extensively on the podcast. It's one of those things where a lot of people who um, identify as star seeds have read this book. So I didn't want to go like super duper into it, but I think it's actually worth talking about since I based off of, you know, who I talk to and who reaches out to me, um, I tend to attract people who are kind of new to the starseed world. So I think it's important to cover. Um, and I wanted to add a little bit more to it, just kind of based on my experience and knowledge. So if you're unfamiliar with it, the concept of the three waves of volunteers comes from a book uh, that Dolores Cannon wrote. She is the one who... Um, one of the pioneers of quantum hypnosis, working with the theta brainwave state to access quantum realms and past lives and future lives and things like that. So uh, she wrote a book called The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth. Now this book is a collection of quantum hypnosis sessions with different folks she's you know she's done thousands and thousands and thousands she's not alive anymore but she's done thousands of these sessions right over decades and so what happened was she started noticing that she started getting more people who were experiencing past life regressions in other places doing <laughs> unusual things so her in her method and it's a little different than the method I use but it's basically the same uh, I'm a beyond quantum healer her method is called quantum healing hypnosis technique so same but just kind of like a different script uh, and so when she's when she would put somebody under what would happen is you know normally like her uh, method she has somebody either a cloud or an elevator it's like you step into the elevator you step onto the cloud and you go up or you go down uh you know and then 
if you go back down, right, then the door opens, you know, you get off the cloud and you arrive at the past life you're supposed to see, right? But um, what she started noticing was that she would have people who they didn't want to get off the cloud. Like they wanted to go back up. And so, you know, they would end up floating back up. She's, you know, she just started being like, okay, <laughs> you want to go back up? Let's see what happens. And people would get off at all sorts of interesting places, places that didn't seem like Earth. Now, um, her very first case of this, you can read in a book called Keepers of the Garden. And, uh, it's the first person that she encountered who was clearly from another planet and it's a really interesting book but three waves of volunteers is kind of a compilation of all of it so what were these lives like and who are these volunteers so she didn't just find people encounter people who were you know from other star systems right other planets though she did she also encountered people who were brand new, fresh, <laughs> fresh souls who had just descended from source. They've never incarnated into physicality before. She also encountered those from other star systems. She encountered those who were just these beautiful light bodies who um, maybe weren't associated with a planet or the physical body, but you know, there were these highly advanced souls that came down. And so she, what she started to piece together, and after all of these sessions, what she learned was after World War II, there have been an influx of souls who were here to help raise the consciousness of this planet. And why did they come in? Well, a couple reasons. One reason I'll give you from the book. Another reason I'll give you from elsewhere. But what Dolores encountered was that these people would come in because everybody's eyes are on Earth right now. One reason is because when the atomic bomb happened, went off during World War II, everybody kind of looked at us and went, um okay, what are these fools going to do? Are they going to blow themselves up? What the heck? Uh, you know, and so they don't want us to blow ourselves up. There are so many civilizations that have been really involved in Earth uh, since its inception, since it was seeded. And we are seeded by different galactic civilizations, starting with the Lyrans who came in. Over time, different civilizations have helped, particularly Sirius. Sirius has been watching over us, helping us. They came in, if you think about like the Egyptian gods and, uh, you know, the mythology around that time, you know, ancient aliens stuff. I don't watch that show, but I've, I've uh, I know enough about it to, to know they talk about this. But, um, you know, they have helped over time. We used to have civilizations like Atlantis and Lemuria here, uh, which were made up of all different civilizations, kind of like a melting pot. And so Earth is this great melting pot. 
from different civilizations uh, all over the galaxy and they've been watching us, right? And so they are had been waiting for us to start this ascension process into fourth density. Now, when the bomb went off, it was like a big red flag. And I was like, ugh, like we, we, we got to intervene. But because of the law of free will, they couldn't come in, take things over and be like, hey, <laughs> let's fix this, you know. Instead, they came in, you know, it was an inside job. They came in as reincarnated souls from other systems. And so that's the first wave. Uh, and I want to just backtrack for a second because I would like to talk about another reason why the ETs have been so interested in Earth. This isn't covered in the three waves. Um, I uh, learned about this in the workshop that I've been doing with Lisa Royal Holt, my favorite galactic channeler. Her books are amazing. Go check them out. And so if you think of evolution of species in our galaxy like a spiral through time because time is kind of like a spiral it started with lyra lyra was the first civilization and you know how the outside of a spiral is longer than than the inner spirals so they took a very long time to evolve to awaken their process was very, very long. And then with each subsequent civilization, Vega, Pleiades, uh, Sirius, Orion, Zetas, with each one, the, the loop of the spiral has gotten smaller, okay? Think of it almost like a funnel. So it has become, each, each awakening has been shorter. And it all culminates with Earth. Earth is the final frontier in our galaxy, as far as civilizations go that are awakening. We are the last ones to awaken. And we have been seeded by all these other civilizations, so they're all watching us and hoping we succeed. So that's why Earth is so important to all these civilizations. So I want to read a little bit from the book, and this part describes who these three waves that Dolores encountered were. And she just kind of discovered this by finding different themes that were common among them and categorizing them by age. So the first wave of these souls in their late 40s to early 60s, after the dropping of the bomb at the end of the 1940s, and this book was written in 2011 so give or take add 10 years to these so it says first wave of these souls in their late 40s to early 60s so like boomers yeah now have had the most difficult time adjusting they don't like the violence and ugliness they find in this world and want to return home even though they have no idea consciously where that might be Emotions disturb and even paralyze them, especially strong ones like anger and hate. They cannot handle being around people expressing them. These dramatically affect them, as though emotions are foreign to them. 
they're used to peace and love because that was what they experienced where they came from. Even though these people seem to have a good life, loving family, and a good job, many of them try to commit suicide. There seems to be no logical reason, yet they are so unhappy they don't want to be here. And so, you know, I can think of some people in my life who would completely fit this description. You know, a lot of them end up um, were those who grew up, you know, in the hippie movement, right? And just kind of wanted to drop out of society um, because they couldn't relate to it. Uh, they may have had trouble with drugs or addiction. So the second wave, I'm reading back again in this book. The second wave are now in their late 20s and 30s. They are moving through life much more easily. They are generally focused on helping others, creating no karma, and normally going unnoticed. They have been described as antennas, beacons, generators, channels of energy. They have come in with a unique energy that greatly affects others. They don't have to do anything. They just have to be. I have been told that just by walking through a crowded mall or grocery store, their energy affects everyone they come in contact with. It is that strong, and of course, they do not realize this consciously. The paradox is that although they are supposed to be affecting people by their energy, they really don't feel comfortable being around people. So many of them stay home secluded to avoid mixing with others, even working from their homes. (laughs) Thus, they are defeating their purpose. Many of the first and second wave do not have children, do not want to have children, They unconsciously realize that children create karma and they don't want to have anything tie them here. They just want to do their their job and get out of here. (laughs) Many of them do not marry unless they are lucky enough to find another of their own kind. I'm so curious um, if there are any of you out there that resonate with any of that. And uh, something that I also find interesting is you know, the mention of having children. So my past self, I, it's, this is so weird. My, I have wanted children since, well, I mean, since I was a kid, but like really, really wanted children since I like went through puberty. Like I got baby fever when I was like a teenager and I had to uh, hold myself back for a very, very long time. And I never really knew why that was. I was able to ask my past self about that in a hypnosis session. And what he said was that my, uh, in Lyra, I was, uh, in that lifetime, I was a father. I was very family oriented and in that, in my very first session where I awaken, uh, I saw lots of children. <laughs> like, uh, when I was reunited with my family after the attack on my planet, I, I saw my, I saw a partner, a wife, and then I saw just like loads of children. <laughs> and so, uh, I think this was just, I, I was family oriented then, and I guess I am now, which is so interesting. And I think a lot of us too, who have wanted children, 
you know, it's like or subconsciously, maybe, you know, we we know that it's our responsibility to raise these stewards of our planet. And those end up a lot of times being fourth waivers uh, who come in because any, you know, second waiver who I've talked to who has kids, they also have, uh, you know, children who exhibit starseed qualities as well. Uh, And I would call those the fourth wave. And so these fourth waivers, you know, they are the ones that are children, toddlers and uh, elementary school age kids now. And I would say they have a lot in common with the third wave. Also, something kind of interesting just came to me. I'm so curious to hear from you if this is just me, but I also had, like, I've had kind of a psychic connection with my my children, especially my daughter, who is, uh, you know, she has shown to me that she was in my past life in Lyra with me, the one that uh, that I played my awakening session, and so she's here now with me. And this is just kind of a crazy little story, but when I, when she was born, when she was about a week old, I remember I was just staring into her eyes and we, we like locked eyes and just like looking into her soul, like I felt my soul meet her soul. It was like the, any sort of veil was just like gone. And I just looked right into her eyes and it was like, I got this massive download of who she was, who she was going to be, what she was going to be like, what she was going to look like. Like I got this like (laughs) crazy download of, of who she was. And it was just so, um, magical like I knew that we had known each other before and it was just like, oh, hey, <laughs> good to see you again. Um, so I'm so curious if any of you have had any sort of like weird things happen if you have your own kids. Um, because, yeah, it was just like super obvious. So I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> I love you. And, you know, I'm glad we get to do this again. So now let's talk about the third wave. The third wave are the new children, many of whom are now in their teens. And we can add like 10 years to this. So I would say, you know, this is kind of Gen Z, uh, Zenial area era. They have come in with all knowledge needed on an unconscious level. The DNA of everyone on earth is being altered at the present time and changed in order to adjust to the new vibrations and frequencies. But the DNA of the new children has already been altered and they are prepared to proceed with little or no problems. Of course, many of these children are misunderstood by the schools and are sadly being medicated. A recent medical report has now announced that 100 million children now have been misdiagnosed with ADHD and put on Ritalin and other drugs. There's nothing wrong with these children They're just more advanced and operating on a different frequency. Ha! See, I told you. (laughs) I keep talking about this. So weird. Um, I haven't read this book in like almost a year now. So 
it's just interesting. It's been ruminating in the back of my mind. Because they are so intelligent, they become easily bored at school. I have been told that they need challenges to keep them interested. This group have been called the hope of the world. Some of these children are only nine or 10 years old and have already graduated from college. Huh. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> they are forming organizations and amazingly, these are organizations to help the children of the world. I asked them one time why the first wave had the most difficulty. They said that someone had to be the pioneers, the trailblazers, the ones to show the way. They carved the path that would make it easier for the others who followed them. So it's just, it's so interesting. I'm so curious uh, to hear from you all if you resonate with any of that. Which group do you feel like you fit in the most with? Uh, and I highly recommend reading this book. It's uh, It's got a lot of interesting information in it. I wouldn't take it as, I think I've said this before, I wouldn't take it as super literal, all of it, just because I think when we get really attached to, you know, one text, for example, you know, like the Bible, maybe, uh, this can, this has kind of become a Bible of sorts to starseeds, and some people uh, I've seen kind of take all of it as canon, right? It's like, uh, and you can't question it, but there... While it's a really helpful information, there is some information missing from it. Uh, it's just like a few pieces of the puzzle, you know? Uh, so I always recommend broadening your range of material that you read if you are into reading this stuff. Otherwise, I'll just keep uh, reading it and unpacking it for all you <laughs> and give my two cents. Okay, because my brain literally feels like it is of peanuts or something <laughs> like packing peanuts that's how I feel right now because I'm because uh, my cold uh, I'm gonna end it here but I want you guys to if you haven't done it yet you got mm, about nine ten more days until you get a crazy discount on business alchemy so for any of you who are healers coaches uh, intuitives, folks like that, head on over to my website, starseedawakener.com slash business alchemy, and go ahead and sign up. There is still a chance to get a gift box from me. I have a few more spots left for that. And also you still have a chance to get the $200 off the regular price. So go ahead, check it out and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Starseed Awakening Podcast. The doors are open to my one-on-one -on -one program, Quantum Coherence, which combines virtual quantum hypnosis sessions and coaching to help you recover your memories from other lifetimes, expand your identity, and turn your power all the way on. Go to my website, thestarseedawakener.com, to book a free quantum connection call.